Hey, welcome to Life and Things Podcast. This is Corinne. So I left last time with a touch of bad news, the passing of my my pup, Turbo. Um, and I left also wanting to finish the Agamandino, A Better Way to Live, uh, like a book review on it. So I'm going to start off with that today. Um, you guys will see why I'm starting to really focus on the books going forward once I go into my vision board. But for now, I just want to kind of go over what he says, Agmandino, A Better Way to Live, what the rules are, the 17 rules to live by for a happier life. All right. So let's start by rule one, count your blessings, which also could be considered what are you grateful for? And quite honestly, I think that when you start doing this, counting your blessings, no matter how bad things might feel at the moment, when you start looking at all the good things that you still have, the bad things just don't seem like they're as suffocating. So he has a really good good decision there for rule number one, for a better way to live is count your blessings and be, be grateful for what you have. Rule number two. Today and every day, deliver more than you are getting paid to do. The victory of success will be half won when you learn the secret of putting out more than is expected in all that you do. Uh, this, especially for business owners, becomes a really big thing, right? Because your success at the beginning, when you're first building your business, is completely on you and how much you're able to accomplish. On top of that, then you're showing people that exact way to live, right? They're, you're showing people how they should be acting, how they should be living. And in doing that, you're helping them see also how important it is to see or do more so that you get more out of it. All right, rule number three, whenever you make a mistake, or get knocked down in life, don't look back, at least not for too long. This too is very important because, you know, we're, mistakes are going to happen. Bad things happen to good people all the time, and it doesn't mean that that defines you. It shouldn't define you. You should use that as a stepping stone to get back on your feet. It's a learning experience. And in order for you to continue progressing, you need to know that you're not always going to win and that you will have failures and that those failures are very important towards your future successes. So you got to shake it off and keep moving forward. Rule number four, always reward your long hours of labor and toil in the very best way, surrounded by your family. Number one important thing in your life should always be your family, the people who you love and who love you. And if you are completely, you know, encompassing yourself in your career or you're completely encompassing yourself at your church or whatever the case may be, and you're forgetting the biggest aspect of your life that is so important and that's your home life, then you're not doing yourself or your children or your spouse's justice for what they deserve or yourself because family is so important 
They're the ones who are going to back you up. They're the ones who are going to be there with you through bad times and good. And so putting them as part of your priority is essential. So rule number four, surround yourself with your family when you are done with all of your hard work. And this should be a reward, by the way, a reward for doing all the good work. Build this day. So this is rule number five, build this day on a foundation of pleasant thoughts. Never fret at any imperfections that you fear may impede your progress. Remind yourself as often as necessary that you are a creature of God and have the power to achieve any dream by lifting up your thoughts. You can fly when you decide that you can fly. Never consider defeat again. Let the vision in your heart be in your life's blueprint and smile. Now I'm only giving you guys little tidbits. So if you really want to get the gist of everything that he's saying in these chapters, which are only a couple pages long, get the book, read it. It's really good. It's really good. So that was rule number five. Rule number six, let your actions always speak for you, but be forever on guard against the terrible traps of false pride and conceit that can halt your progress. The next time you are tempted to boast, just place your fist in a full pail of water and when you remove it, the whole remain, remaining will give you the correct measurement of your importance. I think especially in the business world, um, those who are in the middle of climbing that corporate ladder, they forget this part. And that's why they start acting differently and treating people differently and acting like they're better almost because they've gotten to another level. And it's not true. It's not true. At the end of the day, we all crap the same and it doesn't matter. We all smell, it all smells the same too. I mean, it's, there's no difference between somebody who's climbed that corporate ladder and somebody who hasn't except for their desire to do so and, or their beliefs that they can. So there's twofold there. Rule number seven, each day is a special gift from God. And while life may not always be fair, you must never allow the pains, hurdles, and handicaps of the moment to poison your attitude and plans for yourself and your future. You can never win when you wear the ugly cloak of self-pity. And the sour sound of whining will certainly frighten away any opportunity for success. So never again, there is a better way. I fall into this trap. I've fallen into this trap. I still fall into this trap. It is a work in progress for all of these rules, really. But really, it's about finding a way to start minimizing the impact of the bad habits, right? So write down these rules, review them, or find other ways of making sure they're put in front of your face every day, like a vision board, which I'll go over later. Okay. Rule number eight, never again clutter your days or nights with so many menial and unimportant things that you have no time to accept a real challenge when it comes along. He says that this applies to play as well as work. A day merely survived is no cause for celebration. You are not here to fritter away your precious hours when you have the ability to accomplish so much by making a slight change in your routine. No more busy work. 
No more hiding from success. Leave time, leave space to grow. Now, now, not tomorrow. Rule number eight. All right, let's go to rule number nine. Rule number nine is live this day as if it were to be your last. Remember that you will only find tomorrow on the calendars of fools. Forget yesterday's defeats and ignore the problems of tomorrow. This is it. Doomsday. All you have. Make it the best day of your year. The saddest words you can ever utter are, if I had my life to live over again, take the baton now. Run with it. This is your day. That was rule number nine. Seems like they're getting better, doesn't it? I felt this way while I was reading it. Rule number 10, begin today, treat everyone you meet, friend or foe, loved one or stranger, as if they were going to be dead at midnight. Extend to that person, no matter how trivial the contact, all the care and kindness and understanding and love that you can muster and do it with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again. It's funny because I had a conversation not that long ago with somebody that basically uh, was having this just, I don't know, bad interactions with somebody at a fast food place. And to some, it might seem very trivial, like super unimportant, somebody you see for like 30 seconds out of your day. But this, um, this individual definitely struggled with this person. And so my suggestion to them which at the time seemed super easy for me to say, and I know deep down inside it's not easy to do, but I told them to let it go. And next time you see this person, you know that you're feeling bad whenever you see this person, you know this person, that person's feeling bad whenever they see you. I mean, there's blood, bad blood there, either an interaction that went really bad at the beginning or what have you, and who cares whose fault it was. If you take that action yourself and decide to be the person that stands up and says, Hey, you know, I'm not going to treat this person bad. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) I see that you tried to call in. So if you want to try again, um, let me know. I tried to push the invite button and it would, it went the other way. So feel free to try again. So absolutely try to make sure that your interactions with everybody around you is good. And this is what Ogmandino was getting at in rule number 10. (laughs) Rule number 11, laugh at yourself and at life, not in the spirit of derision or whining self-pity, but as a remedy, a miracle drug that will ease your pain, cure your depression, and help you put in perspective that seemingly terrible defeat of the moment. Banish tension and concern and worry with laughter at your predicament. Thus freeing your mind to think clearly towards the solution that is certain to come. So that was Agmandino's rule number 11. Rule number 12, never neglect the little things. Never skimp on the extra effort. 
that additional few minutes, that soft word of praise or thanks, that delivery of the very best that you can do. It does not matter what people think. It is the prime importance, however, what you think about you. You could never do your best, which should always be your trademark. If you are cutting corners and shirking responsibility, you are special, act it. Never neglect the little things. That's rule number 12. Rule number 13, welcome every morning with a smile. Look on the new day as another special gift from your creator and another golden opportunity to complete which you were unable to finish yesterday. Be a self-starter. Let your first hour set the theme of success and positive action that is certain to echo through your entire day. Today will never happen again. Don't waste it with a false start or no start at all. You are not born to fail. So rule number 13, start your day off right. Rule number 14, you will achieve your grand dream a day at a time. So set goals for each day, not long and difficult projects, but little chores that will take you step-by-step towards your rainbow. Write them down. And if you must, but limit your list so that you won't have to drag today's undone matters into tomorrow. You know, I'm a list maker. And it's interesting that the more grandiose my list, the more impossible it seems and the more it seems to almost stifle my progress. So that's why I think that this one is so important because if you are going to succeed, you don't want yourself to feel overwhelmed. So start with one goal at a time. You might have a list of goals somewhere else, but only put them onto your working one little by little so that you don't get overwhelmed with the goals that you have for yourself. It's important that you finish those goals. All right. So never allow, so this is rule number 15, never allow anyone to rain on your parade and thus cast a pail of gloom and defeat on your entire day. Remember that no talent, no self-denial, no brains, no character are required to set up in the fault finding business. And you're going to see how all of these, so when I read this book, all of these ended up on my list of how I'm going to succeed in this coming year. So I'm taking this book that I've read and I'm putting it to good use. And that's coming shortly. Rule number 16, search for the seed of good in every adversity. Master that principle and you will own a precious shield that will guard you well through all the darkest valleys you must transverse. Stars may be seen from the bottom of a deep well when they cannot be discerned from the mountaintops. So will you learn things in adversity that you would never have discovered without trouble? There's always a seed of good. Find it and prosper. That was rule number 16. And now for the very last rule of Ogmandino in living a better life. Realize that true happiness lies within you. Waste no time and effort searching for peace and contentment and joy in the world outside. Remember that there is no happiness in having or in getting, but only in giving. 
Reach out, share, smile, hug. Happiness is a perfume you cannot pour on others without getting a few drops on yourself. So that is the 17 rules of Ogmandino. I really do recommend this book. It's not very long. It's a super simple read. I think from front to back, it was, yeah, it's about 129 pages, but it's a tiny little book, like the size of my hand. So definitely a really good book. The next book I will be reading this month is John C. Maxwell, who is one of my favorite people. I listen to Minutes with Maxwell a lot. He has them every day. I'm not going to say I listen to him every day, but I try. And this book that he read wrote is called Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. So as I read this, you might be hearing little tidbits about it. Um, but this is my next book that I'm reading. And every single month, one of my, my goals is to read one book to help myself through 2022 and become a better person by the end of it. All right. So vision boards. So in 2021, my vision board and in previous years, my vision board looked super different. Um, my goal in 2021 was to continue with my MBA, getting straight A's, um, getting that promotion that I was wanting, thinking that I could do more and promote more and help people more within my job. Um, I, of course, always have a health one, which always has to do with exercise and then I had one with um, my faith and religion for 2021. So what has changed this year from last year is, of course, my circumstances. A lot has happened to me in 2021 that I had to maneuver and get through. And in doing so, I learned a lot more about life and what's really, truly important, at least to me. So... In 2022, my word of the year, which was suggested to me by one of my um, friends and ladies that I go to small group with for my church, Limitless Church, she told me I should choose a word of the year. She does it every year for her vision board. So I decided that was a great idea and I thanked her and I chose the word faith. And she also said in doing that, that I should choose a verse that encompasses that in my mind. So I chose Ephesians 2, 8 through 2, 10, which says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's work, workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And then here's another short little tidbit from that that's also on my vision board. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good work, which God prepares in advance for us to do. So really, faith is trusting the process, trusting in ourselves, trusting in our faith in God, and trusting God, first and foremost, of course. So I put my word of the year as, as faith. Because I know that, especially in tough times, I struggled with it. I got through it and I forced myself to get through it. And I chose in that moment that I was going to just push myself into meeting as many people who could help me through that as possible. So I joined Limitless Church. I 
who I'd been listening to through Facebook for years. Um, I joined their small group. I even decided that I was going to be a, be a small group leader. <laughs> so I went ahead and asked them if I could do a small group myself. And I led just a tiny group of women. It was like three women and me, um, which was amazing. Amazing. Started out with just one lady and myself, and that was amazing in itself. And then I decided I was going to start the podcast and my blog and my website, which I did all of that at the very end of 2022 or 2021, sorry. And so my goals for that on my on my board are that for my podcast is a lot as well as with my 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 blog, which they are kind of one and the same because my my podcast is posted to my blog every single time I post. I would like to get 5,000 downloads for my podcast and 10,000 subscribers, either to my blog or to my podcast, but hopefully to both. I also have up here, <coughs> don't just keep the faith, but spread it. And so that's what I'm hoping to do too. As I'm working through my own faith and building my faith up and becoming even more and more confident in it, I'm hoping that I can spread that to others because especially with the last couple of years that have happened, I think that having faith and helping other people find theirs or even just strengthen what they've already got is super important. And instead of doing something around education and promotion per se, instead I decided to look at development. So that's my reading one book a month to help develop myself and to enhance my knowledge, expertise, and all of that when it comes to the kind of person I want to be. So with that, I'm going to do a morning and a night affirmation. And I've got those already posted on my board. And so let me just read you. My morning affirmations are, I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am secure. I am worthy. I am positive. I am blessed. I am grateful. I am beautiful. I am confident. I'm courageous and I'm excited about today. At night, I've got it saying, I am calm and peaceful. I've done my best today. I'm grateful for this day and its opportunities. My mind is at rest. I'm proud of myself. Everything I did today leads to a better tomorrow. My heart is grateful. My heart is pure. My body is relaxed. I'm happy with my accomplishments. I breathe in peace and breathe out fear. I'm proud of my efforts. I am safe. I'm filled with content. Tomorrow is a new day full of possibilities. I rejoice in what I've learned today. I feel gratitude for this beautiful life. My heart is strong and steady. My mind is quiet and I'm now ready for sleep. So those are my affirmations for the nighttime. When it comes to my physical health, I have both you know, physical activity as well as um, dietary. So I wanna eat more fruits and vegetables and less of all the nasty sugars and carbs. So that's going to also obviously have me 
continue cooking more and more at home versus eating out, which is fine by me, honestly, especially after what I've just learned about the chemicals and some of those foods, which I'll cover in a minute. I also have iFit. Um, I purchased a treadmill with iFit capability two years ago. The first year COVID hit and it was just like all hell broke loose and I was homeschooling and I ended up falling by the wayside. So I had this incredible piece of technology that would have let me, you know, not only do all of my workouts and stuff, but also um, explore because, you know, you can like explore Egypt and, you know, all different parts of the, of the world that just stood out to me. So I just said it, but this year they have these, um, these goals that you can have where you do one, five, 25, 50, 75 workouts all the way to 500. So my goal this year is to do all 500 workouts or get up to 500 workouts. There's like thousands and thousands of workouts that you can do, but I'm hoping to at least get it 500 in. The good thing is, is that iFit knows that we don't work well without rewards. So after a hundred workouts that you do, you get an iFit t-shirt. After 200 workouts, you get a free month of iFit, which is actually quite pricey. So that's cool. After 300 workouts, an iFit flag for your workout space. After 400 workouts, a $100 gift card to the iFit shop, which is awesome. I can't wait. After 500 workouts, an exclusive iFit sweatshirt and an entry into a drawing for a trip to the iFit studio in Logan, Utah, which I've never been to Utah, so that'd be kind of cool too. I then also, so I purchased these little cards and they are called uh, Magnificent 101. And basically the whole thing is about you using these cards on your board so that you can do, remind yourself of the things you want to accomplish. So some of the cards I have on there is my, my new belief system with like a blank spot. So I went ahead and copied that. I don't want to use the whole thing. So I'm going to probably do this every year because we all have infinite amounts of belief systems that are bad for us right? I mean, we build them up throughout our entire childhood and through our adulthood. As we experience negative things, those become part of our belief systems. So this is what I have as my new belief systems for 2022 that I want to foster. I am worthy of good things. My mind and body are capable of great things. My life is amazing. I have everything I need and will see amazing success. I am fearless. And then there was another one that said, I am thankful for. So I went ahead because, you know, gratitude helps you move in a positive direction. So I decided to put that on my board as well to remind me what I'm thankful for. I am thankful for my family and their love. I am thankful for God and his love. I am thankful for my mind and body and all they are capable of. I am thankful for my friends and supportive colleagues. I am thankful for my determination and fearlessness. So you see how I kind of added some of my new belief systems into what I'm thankful for? It's a trick of the mind. 
And the more we say these things to ourselves, the more likely we are to have our belief system really sink in. So I also want to be more organized, consistent, and prepared for 2022 and anything that might come our way. Um, there are little cards also a part of this pack. So I printed those off and one of them says the joy of giving is the greatest joy of life. So I want to remind myself that I need to continue to give as well. I can't focus solely on my, on me. Obviously I want to find better new ways of giving to others because quite honestly, I feel way better every time I give to someone else. Another one says it's about the journey, not the final destination. And really this is all around the fact that we need to find joy every single day. And instead of being completely focused on the past and what happened in the past or focused on the future and what we're trying to have happen in the future, we also need to spend a lot more time in the present so that we can enjoy our present moment with our family, with our friends, you know, enjoy the present. Enjoy the journey. And then, of course, with my pass with the passing of my puppy, um, eventually this year I would hope to adopt and save another dog. Um, probably from a pound or something to that a shelter of some sort. Um, so that's that's in my goals for this coming year as well, is to go ahead and get to that point where we can adopt another puppy. This was a really hard one for me to deal with, and it still is. I mean, I'm not done with my tears on this one because he was just an amazing pup. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. And then, of course, there is my financial freedom goal, which is something that most of us will never reach unless we fully believe that we can, right? So I've got a picture of just money. I've got Bank of Abundance um, card that came with my kit and it says pay to the order of and I have my name there. Um, I have my dollar amount there and I've got a date of my birthday of this coming year or of this year. This <laughs> we're already in 2022. So yeah, my birthday of this year is when I'm hoping to have that amount of money saved up. There's another card that allows you to break it down by checking savings and credit card, which I want nothing on my credit card because I want to be financially free. I don't want to have debt. Goal of debt-free living is amazing and we all should have it. Sadly, we are living in a debt-based financial system, but it doesn't mean you can't beat the system. You can totally beat the system. Um, but one of the ways we got to do that is by not buying frivolous things that we do not need. So I've got to get better at that. The next little card that I found was share your blessings and pass along the light you are receiving. And that's one of my goals for this podcast, as well as for my blog and my website is to be able to pass along any bit of positivity that I can find, whether it's things that I'm experiencing, learning, finding out, um, to help other people reach their goals. I mean, that is my goal for, for all of my platforms. And then another card said, you got to start thinking like you're blessed, talking like you're blessed and acting like you're blessed. That's how your blessings get, get activated. So 
So that is my vision board for this year. It's far different from last year, but you know what? I feel far better with the, this one this year than I did for the one last year. All right. So that is my vision board. Um, if you didn't get to hear it, I will be posting this on my blog as well as on my website and um, it'll be posted here on Podbean as well. Vision boards are just a great way to start out the year and to really nail down your intentions for the year. So I make a vision board every year. I find that it helps. All right. So when it comes to the chemicals, this is something that I actually initially heard from Russell Brand, which that man, I wasn't really a big fan of his movies, but eh, I'm pretty good with his YouTube. His YouTube is pretty funny and then also very informative. So I found out that there's chemicals called phthalates that they have just over the last year or so taken samples and found that it is in most fast food and this chemical is really not, not good for us. Um, things that it does to us is it can cause ADHD, lowering of IQ. It can cause issues with people's reproductive organs in both men and women. It can cause us weight gain, cancer. You know, there's just so many different things that as I was reading about this after hearing about it from Russell Brand, um, and, you know, what's interesting is, is my daughter was just diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD this year. So, and I am just as guilty as everybody else. You know, you get busy, things seem too difficult. You know, you're working too much. You go out to a fast food joint and you're buying food. <laughs> and that's what you're eating like three times a week. So a little bit more about this chemical. It's also in our floors. It's a chemical found in plastics. <sighs> so let me see, let me see. It says here, what are phthalates? Phthalates are chemicals used in plastics to add flexibility and durability and are a dissolvable agent as well. They're found primarily in polyvinyl chloride, PVC, or vinyl. This chemical is found in plastic clothing, toys, IV tubes, cleaners, lubricants, cosmetics, and personal care products such as soap and nail polish. And this is by Green Child Magazine is where this article is. And I'm going to also cite some information from a couple of other ones. But it says here that, you know, they actually did document higher than allowable amount of chemical in our processed foods. And that is because we all the packaging that we have to put it in and fast food, because it goes through all that further processing is exposed to way more of it than the stuff you buy out of the grocery store. Not saying that the stuff in the grocery store doesn't have it in it too. It does. And there's a couple ways that that happens. A let's say for meat, if you eat, meat and the animal that the meat came from was exposed to the chemical, then the chemical will then be in your meat. It can also come from the packaging. It says, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, phthalate exposure is widespread in the U.S. population. The women containing higher levels of phthalates chemicals used in personal care products this chemical can enter our system in a number of ways. 
Two of the more common ways are by drinking or eating anything that has been in contact with a plastic that has the chemical in it. You can also become exposed by using your personal care products that contain this chemical. Inhalation of partic particles can also occur from vapors or dust. Infants and children are of greater risk of ingesting the chemicals because they like to stick everything in their mouths. Um, walking barefoot along your vinyl floors is another way that you can absorb this chemical into your body. So it's important that we look at the things that we are consuming, the things we have around our house. They say that if you want to minimize it, cooking at home is one way to minimize that chemical from getting into your body. Another way is to get rid of things like the vinyl in your house that on the floors and go to wood or stone. They say that if you, you can also purchase uh, fresh foods over canned or packaged products, which will prevent you from getting as much exposure. Cans and plastic packaging are known to contain harmful phthalates so by reducing your consumption of these products, you reduce the phthalate levels. Incorporating more plant-based meals in your diet is also something that will help you. Eat organic. Because phthalates are also found in pesticides. Do not leave or heat food in plastic containers. All right, let me get to the next next one I found, which is NIH.gov website. And there's a little PDF that I found that's called Zero Breast Cancer, formerly Marin Breast Cancer Watch. So they put out this little informational that says microwaving food using plastic products. And they specifically state that if it has a number three inside the triangle on the plastic, that you're more likely to get the phthalates in your system from those plastics. So you want to use microwave safe containers only. Use plastic and vinyl toys and toothbrushes labeled um, phthalate free. Read labels if unsure and call the manufacturer. PVC is used in a wide range of medical devices such as intravenous tubes, Blood bags, catheters, ask your healthcare provider to use phthalate-free tubing and medical bags. It's amazing that we know these things and yet our medical industry is still using these harmful chemical-ridden plastics in things that they know will be entering our body like blood. So that just kind of blows my mind, but it's neither here nor there. What negative health effects have phthalates? been shown to have in laboratory animals. They say that they create early onset of puberty. Huh. I feel like we've seen that a lot in our country, um, in the world really. Interfering with the male reproductive tract development, interfering with the natural functioning of the hormone system, which how many people have hormone issues nowadays? There's a lot. Causing reproductive and genital defects, Lowering testosterone levels in adolescent males. <laughs> I think we've seen that a lot. Lower sperm counts in adult males. 
And, you know, for women, it's no different. We've got a certain subset sector. We've got this. Okay. So when we are born and our bodies are basically formed and we're now babies, we have the same amount of eggs in our body as we will for the rest of our lives, except for we'll be, you know, dispensing one every now and then, (laughs) you know, during our cycle. So can you imagine what exposing ourselves to these harmful chemicals especially in the amounts that we see. I mean, everything in my house right now, I'm looking around, potentially has this chemical in it. And it's not like they have warning signs. So uh, phthalates are weak endocrine disruptors and androgen blocking chemicals. This means that when they are absorbed into the body, phthalates can either mimic or block female hormones or in males suppress the hormones involved in male sexual development. Phthalates cross the placenta. So if you are ingesting or exposed to phthalates a lot while you're pregnant, your baby is now being exposed as well because the phthalates cross into the placenta where the baby is. How do I identify phthalate products? There are eight widely used phthalate compounds and their metabolites. And they are BBP, butyl benzene phthalate, MBZP, which is called monobenzyl phthalate, di-N-butyl phthalate, DBP, MBP, mono-N-butyl phthalate, MIBP, monoisobutyl phthalate, and that's the most common one they say in nail polish, DEHP, which is di-2-ethyl-hexyl phthalate. <laughs> Thank goodness I've had a lot of chemical background. MEHP, mono-2-ethyl-hexyl phthalate, which is most widely added phthalate in polyvinyl chloride, PVC. DEP, diethyl phthalate. MEP, monoethyl phthalate, most common phthalate added to personal care products to enhance fragrance. So we're killing ourselves by making ourselves smell good. That's great. Diisodecal phthalate, which is DIDP. DINP, diisononyl phthalate, which is most common phthalate added to softeners in the manufacture of toys and childcare products, such as bath toys, drinking straws, and rubber ducks. Great. All of those toys my daughter has played with, by the way, in the bathtub. DNHP, which is di-N-hexyl phthalate, and DNOP, di-N-octyl phthalate. So as you can see, these chemicals are in a lot of things that we are exposed to and a lot of things that we don't expect to have this exposure, like in things for children, which are supposed to be a lot higher regulated, which is just sad for, to me, you know, because coming from the food industry, you know, I know that children are supposed to be far more thought of when it comes to not having anything harmful enter their bodies. At least that's what I've been told. But just recently we had that whole issue with chemicals being in the freaking baby food and now this, oh, I just don't know. We're obviously not doing our due diligence as a country. And a lot of these things go through FDA approval, which is just a whole other thing that I can discuss. But 
Okay, phthalates are a family of man-made chemical compounds developed in the last century to be used in the manufacture of plastics, solvents, and personal care products. They are colorless, odorless, oily liquids that do not evaporate easily and do not chemically bind to the material they are being added to. So they just easily leach right off is basically what that's telling you. So how are we exposed to it? We are ingesting it. We are inhaling it. We are getting it absorbed through our skin. We are getting it intravenously through injections and things like that at the hospital. The ever-present use of phthalates as an additive in PVC, which PVC, I mean, think about all that that's used for. I mean, we use it for our water transport. Products to make them flexible and to personal care products to make fragrance last longer in the past 50 years has resulted in widespread general public exposure. Phthalates are readily absorbed into the human body and are converted quickly to their respective metabolites. Unlike some chemicals, they tend to pass out of the body quickly in urine and feces. Phthalates can interact with each other and increase the exposure effect. So we are being exposed to multiples of these, right? And so now they're saying that they can also interact with each other, increasing the exposure effect, which is just fabulous. So how do phthalates enter the environment? Well, they enter it through things like heat, agitation, prolonged storage. The release can occur during all stages of the product's life cycle from pr product or production through use to disposal. So they have a picture of a water hose because in one of the articles I read, they use phthalates and water hoses. So we are watering our gardens with phthalates. So if you are somebody who grows your own vegetables and you're like, oh, I'm in the clear. No, you're not. No, you're not. Which population of humans is at greater risk to phthalates? Children under the age of three are more at risk from phthalates because of their developing smaller body size and ever-present exposure to children's products manufactured using multiple types of phthalate compounds. Young children use their mouths to explore and consequently can be exposed to higher levels by sucking on products made of phthalate containing plastics. So think about the bottles, okay? The bottles that we put our children's milk in or breast milk or formula, whatever it is that you used. They also say that cans obviously are not that safe either, which I just is astronomical. So what can I do to avoid exposure? Read labels, avoid using products that contain phthalates. <laughs> uh, support companies committed to producing phthalate-free products. So do your research basically and find out what companies are already saying they don't want to have phthalates in their crap and use only their products is basically what this is telling you. Read labels to avoid phthalates. The most common products using phthalate compounds are PVC, personal care products. And they give a list of those, by the way. Nail polish, perfume, deodorant, hair gel, shampoos, soaps, hairsprays, body lotions, lubricating substances that carry fragrance. It's just unbelievable. There are some companies they say that have voluntarily removed phthalates from their products. A company will usually label it its product phthalate free 
if they are a company that's doing that. So how can I recognize plastic toys and containers containing phthalates? All plastics are not the same. So they're saying that if you are wanting to avoid products with phthalates in them, that you want to look for the number three in the triangle with a V or a PVC. And those are the ones that you don't want to use. All right. So that's what I've got for you today. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Visit the website and I will talk to you guys again later. Bye.